Salutations, my friends. Give us one moment while we get set up. This is your midweek news blitz. Brought to you by Factions of Freedom over here on StreamYard. That's right. We're mixing a couple things up. Give us a second as we get calibrated it's gonna be a switch up of an episode but uh, that shouldn't be anything new at this point nothing should seem new to you should all seem the same I know many of you aren't missing the face of your lovely host, but unfortunately, you are not going to see it today. (laughs) Yeah, no, not today. Today, we are going to be covering the news, covering the waterfront, and keeping you up to date You may have noticed that this episode came out a day after. If you're listening to this, you didn't listen to it live on Tuesday, which is the crew day, which should have been Instagram crew day, but because we don't have the Instagram, we just call it the crew cast. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you missed your weekly crew cast, and instead you were getting your midweek News Blitz. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this very special edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And ironically enough, as I said before, this is not your archetypal uh, Instagram live show or your typical weekly podcast episode. It is a midweek news blitz. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of things taking place, and I wanted to try to find the time to keep you good people abreast of what's happening, or at least from our perspective. As I talked to you guys about just last week, over there on Fanbase, they have a weird thing set up to where we can't see past at least like nine or eight of our posts, and we put out at least like eight a day, so that definitely isn't going to work for us. Um... I should go ahead and let you guys know that we have a potential opportunity to uh, recover our page. It's not been deleted or removed. 
It's simply been restricted. It's been blocked. They still have it. We could still acquire our page on Instagram in some due time. And so I'll keep you guys abreast with that as more develops. Uh, I'll be honest, that was kind of one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this midweek uh, transmission is because I had found out over the weekend that we have the opportunity to do so. But I had a lot of serious, per, uh, pressing personal matters that required my attention. Uh, if you guys are very curious, I would recommend that you join our exclusive members program to find out more. Really, there's a lot being developed over there. Uh, the same way that this is being developed over here, right? <laughs> uh, now, the sad truth about that situation is, unfortunately, uh, we will not have that same opportunity when it comes to our YouTube channel. We will not have that same opportunity when it comes to recovering our YouTube channel. Instagram is a little bit more uh, malleable, so to speak, instead of YouTube. And so uh, that is the good and the bad news. That's the bittersweet moment. We may be able to recover our Instagram page. However, our several years worth of YouTube content uh, is unrecoverable. I'll say at the moment, because the good Lord does provide the same way that this opportunity had provided itself. Uh, some good news, though. This just kind of popped up since we're talking about uh, lost YouTube content. You guys can find our four-part eight-hour series with Adam Nixon, J.C. Abbott of the Wayfinder podcast over on library.tv. Super cool. Uh, I'll be uploading those to our uh, to our new YouTube channel here shortly so you good people can get access to it. Uh, but that's currently the situation. Uh, we have an opportunity to get the Instagram page back. Uh, we've lost four years worth of our YouTube content, uh, but thankfully some of the hit pieces, some of the interviews, uh, and some of the other great work and things that we have done in the past are still available to you. Again, I'll put all those links uh, as well as to our YouTube channel, our library channel, our Brighteon channel, our Trovo channel, our DLive channel. Uh, I'll put the links for all of that in the description bar below if you guys are curious. And if you want to get more Freedom Faction. Uh, the website is still in development. Again, these pressing personal matters really did a number, a good number, really. Uh, they really did a, not, a, a lot for productivity and my efficiency. So uh, the, 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 the website is still in development. Uh, our podcast website, factionsoffreedom.gender.com, that is still available to you good people. So you're still able to get access to that. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. And I think that is about it whenever it comes. I think that's about it uh, whenever it comes to everything. And so uh, I think with that being said, let's go ahead and kick this pig. Let's start your midweek news blitz. Maybe I'll get like a cool little a cool little sound or something that I can I can add over there. Maybe I'll get like a cool sound effect or some button I can press whenever we 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 make uh, dramatic statements and stuff like that. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the news blitz again with this particular show format. Uh, I'm not really trying to be, I guess, informational or caught up in the news or the mainstream media or anything else that's going on. Uh, what I'd like to do with the midweek news blitz if we end up continuing this trend. Uh, it's kind of just looking at the articles as they come in, right? 
looking at the articles as they come in, talking about them briefly, and then moving on. Uh, with the standard show format, right, we look at a collection of articles at the same time, and then we look at the general trend, the theme that's taking place in that segment uh, with the news blitz. I just prefer to kind of hit the articles as they come. I think at this point now, we all know a fair amount of the agendas and the things that are taking place to where looking at a single article uh, can provide much more commentary than actually going through the article itself, uh, which is something we do on the podcast all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, with the midweek news blitz, we want to kind of change and alter how we go about looking at the information um, because it is a lot, man. It is a lot. So that's a lot of stuff. A lot of craziness way. And so I have a lot of things that I picked out over here on the side, uh, articles that I've already kind of pre-picked for this news blitz. But what we'll do now, again, with the news blitz, the midweek news blitz, is just go through, uh, again, the articles that are coming in at the time they are coming in. So go ahead and kick back, you know, uh, relax, enjoy yourself. Uh, try not to rip out your cornrows like myself, you know, and just enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy the blitz. Because here is your new normal. This pun was from Blaze. It says Justin Bieber under fire for cultural appropriation and racial ins ins insensitivity because of his latest hairstyle. And apparently Justin Bieber has dreadlocks now. I didn't know this. Little homie JB apparently has dreadlocks, cultural appropriation. I think that's interesting because he just had like that creepy pervert mustache. You know, the creepy pedo mustache. He had that thing for the longest time. Nobody said anything, but he got cornrows and all of a sudden it's cultural appropriation. Sketchy. Uh, Fauci slams Joe Rogan for saying young, healthy people don't need COVID vaccines. Huh. Interesting. You got another one that comes from the signs of the time saying the same thing uh, that Fauci gets mad at Joe Rogan for daring to say that young and healthy people should not get vaccinated. I have a video uh, I'll be playing for you guys shortly later on uh, in the transmission of uh, in Brazil, a forced vaccination taking place. And this is just something we need to keep our eyes on. Uh, right here, high school runner who collapsed at finish line speaks out about not being able to get enough air due to the COVID vax due to the COVID mask, the face mask. I'm sure we could try to find that video. For you good people. Oh, shucks. Here's another one. I don't know if this is good. Uh, Union chief. This comes from here. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Union chief says Albuquerque, New Mexico cops leaving riot team in droves. They're tired of being political pawns. Ironically enough, I had talked about this with some of my other patriot minded organizations here and how, hey, maybe we should try to reach out to some of these uh, these ex cops get them on our side. That way we can try to get people on the inside that understand what's going on. Help network. But this is a real thing. Uh, this comes from Signs of the Time. They put this up today. It says, fed up with being second-guessed and used as political pawns, over a dozens of officers from the Albuquerque Police Department uh, have resigned from the riot control squad this month, head of the union, told RT in an interview. Yeah, we covered the article on the show. Uh, what happened is a whole bunch of cops basically forcibly like they like they detained they had inaccurately detained somebody post-protest like there's a protest up here at the capitol or i think that at the cap look the convention center down here in albuquerque and uh he was a so-called proud boy 
He's not legit. Trust us. We checked his credentials. Uh, they detained him. And then they had ended up detaining somebody else because they thought that this individual was the proud boy that they were trying to detain. Huge political scuffle went down. This wasn't a proud boy. He got in trouble. Uh, people in the PD, the, the APD got all upset because there was no communication between like, you know, command and the people that were on the ground. This person got, mistakenly got identified and detained. People left. That's what that story is. If you if you follow it up, people left because they were tired of pandering to the mob when they actually believed in some of the values that people were talking about uh, and some of the some of the things that were going down. So it's a real story. Uh, and we talked about this, too, just the other week uh, with the whole defund the police movement. Uh, another thing on Albuquerque or just New Mexico in general, and then I'll get back into the news blitz with you guys. Uh, there was footage just the other week of a cartel member down there in Las Cruces, New Mexico, who had literally shot a state trooper, came up to perform like a routine stop check on the person. Guy had too much tent. He wasn't doing anything. Cop walks up to the side of the car. Uh, he says, yeah, you know, how about you just get on out the car and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it over here in your mind. Perfectly cool moment. And then as soon as the guy gets out of the car, the cop sees the guy, the cartel member with an AR. He's like, yo, you don't have a gun on you, do you? And you hear this all in the footage. He's like, no, 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 it's all perfectly fine. Cartel member gets out of the car, walks along the backside of the cu- of the truck, pulls out the AR, shoots the state trooper. Bow, 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 bow. Couple times, drives off. And this is all caught on the cop's uh, dashboard camera. Like he dies. He literally caught his own death. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. Uh, and then the, the cartel member drives off down the road. Uh, and then other police officers pursue him in a high-speed chase. Uh, he gets literally ran over at a golden corral uh, and then gets out of his car, even after being hit by the state troopers, right? Multiple cars hit him, gets out of the car with like another gun, hand, a handgun, pulls it out, starts advancing on the cops even after they've hit his car and starts trying to shoot them uh, to the point to where he gets pinned and just they try to, you know, they try not to beat him uh, as they detain this individual who killed one of their their fellow officers and they began to open fire on them. And this is all going on down here just the other week. And so, yeah, no, the, 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 the APD are pretty upset that they are being used as political pawns uh, and not being recognized for the situation they're being put in. Uh, very, very dangerous things are happening as we see this political wear and tear beginning to affect the very fabric of society. Let's get back into the news. That's what I'm saying. There's only so there's only like three articles I got into, man. And I'm just like already over here ranting about how our country's half a war zone. Uh, right here from SHTF plan, Fauci says that Americans will begin to see a turning point in the scandemic within a few weeks. If you believe that, you probably believe that we still have 15 days to slow the spread. Says head medical tyrant Dr. Anthony Fauci has said that Americans will begin to see a turning point in the scamdemic within a few weeks. It kind of makes you wonder what they have planned for us next. Very interesting. Oh, it'll be over real quick. Oh, don't worry. Oh, the pandemic? Yeah, don't even worry about that. It'll be all good. This is very interesting. I saw this pop up in the news. Let's see if we can get over here on the Drudge Report feed, the actual feed that we'd never cover. Uh, but it talks about how apparently they are attempting to ban menthol cigarettes. Interesting, right? 
Uh, we all know that this is a part of agenda of agenda 21 of agenda 2030 of a uh, uh, the false guise of being ostentatious and caring about the environment and your fellow man right here by demonstration to seek ban on menthol cigarettes. Tobacco industry indicates court fight is possible over move, which would take years to implement. Goes on to say that the Biden administration intends to pursue a ban on menthol cigarettes, a policy move that could sweep away from the market more than a third of all cigarettes sold in the U.S., according to people familiar with the matter. Banning menthol cigarettes, huh? You know, I, I, I can't help but think, because didn't Joe Biden say if you didn't vote for him, you're not black? I know a fair amount of black people and a lot of white folk, too, that uh, smoke menthol cigarettes. And so I just find this so interesting. Uh, call me racy if you want to, but I just think that's kind of crazy. Uh, but on that on that topic, right, banning menthol cigarettes, all this stuff, I can't, again, but help think of how, not necessarily like it's a trap or how it's like a, a, a good thing. I just immediately know that it's like a part of the agenda. It's a part of Agenda 21. It's a part of Agenda 2030, right? I, I'll, I'll see if I can try to remember this movie throughout what we talk about. Uh, but there's this 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 classic 80s, 90s film where these people have like a time warp, air quotes, into an alternate dimension, air quotes, uh, when really it's just like our future. And in this future, there's no fat people. Uh, drinking is still available, but it's not something that's done. And so when I see things like that, I kind of get this thought in my mind that, oh, here comes Big Brother again, trying to care as if it's trying to posture itself as if it actually cares, right? The very same government that told us cigarettes are a good thing for pregnant women is coming out saying that they banned them. So <laughs> very, very interesting. Let's get back into uh, the blitz for you good people. Uh, Wow. Interesting. It says media dons kid gloves for creepy Joe. The Washington Post drops the presidential fact-checking database they maintained under Trump after Biden's 100 days. So they're no longer fact-checking Joe Biden, is what they're basically saying. Creepy Uncle Joe gets a free pass to do and say whatever he wants. I have a clip I'll pull up here for you guys shortly of Joe Biden basically saying, oh, I don't think I should answer some of these questions. I don't want to make people upset. And so here I am in my mind thinking, uh, aren't you supposed to be the leader of the free world? Why would you be worried? <laughs> Why would you be worried about upsetting people? You see. Let me get back into the news for you good people. Just something to think about. Uh, wow. Quote, mom and pop landlords are dying on the vine as unevictable tenants enjoy pandemic protections. Now, that's interesting. That just makes me think, again, of the socioeconomic devastation that C-19 has brought. This comes from the Activist Post. They put this up April 28th. It says, as millions of renters across America continue to benefit from sweeping protections against COVID evictions, uh, the pandemic sweeping evictions during the COVID-19 pandemic their landlords haven't been so fortunate. 
According to Bloomberg, nearly $47 billion in rent relief from the Biden administration has been slow to materialize, forcing, quote, mom and pop landlords into financial hardship or forced to sell wealthy investors. Bloomberg, perhaps, to invoke sympathy for landlord class, focused on the impacts felt by minority landlords. Uh, what's interesting is we, we, we had covered just last week uh, as well how many people are actually being affected, like how the housing market itself is being affected by C-19 and more. And how this is keeping people from like 18 to 35 and what they call the boomerang generation, uh, the people who have left the nest only to come back. And again, these are people who are victim of their, of not necessarily of their circumstances, but of this, of this situation. And unfortunately, throughout the entirety of the pandemic, we've talked about how uh, there's been a new class of poor or a new type of poverty surfacing uh, and how the wealth gap has been just devastated. Uh, I had written initially like, like a little intro to get this whole episode started for you guys. And in that intro, I had talked about how the riots are being used as a cover to uh, distract the controlled and orchestrated collapse of our economy. And how, again, C-19 played the role that it did uh, by devastating the middle class, by eradicating uh, people's ability to work for themselves and how by working for yourself, you're actually pulling yourself out of poverty, pulling yourself out of serfdom and making yourself sovereign, making yourself, uh, I guess, like an individual. But what's happened with C-19 and more, it was all done by design. It's been created to make us serfs, to make us slaves to the system. And so, yes, uh, you have a fair amount of people who are suffering the damages of COVID-19, not only the, not only the tenants, uh, but the landlords as well. Very, very dangerous. But let's get back into the moves. Oh, moves. <laughs> let's get back into the news. COVID-19. <laughs> uh, Biden wore a mask during a virtual climate summit to send a message to the world. The White House says. I have a clip that we should pull up. I should just go ahead and start pulling up those clips instead of saying I'll pull it up later for you guys. But we have a clip of Biden basically saying he's wearing a mask outside to announce the new CDC regulations, which says don't wear it outside. But he's wearing the mask outside during a virtual summit to send the world a message. So, again, we have that obey big brother mentality to where we're not really following the science testing the science or doing any of this. We're just being obedient slaves. Very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I'm going to read like maybe two or three more of these real quick. And I'll get into some of the articles that I pulled aside for you guys, uh, because there's a lot of fluff out there, a lot of stuff going on. And I think that it is important to drill those down so we can really get a good look at uh, what's happening. Uh, we'll be talking about this later on in the show. Republicans join Democrats to push federal gun confiscation bills by paying states to accept it. That's right. Gun confiscation coming down the barrel. Coming down the barrel. They're really trying to. That's what the protests will lead to. We talked about that just last week, how the riots will lead to gun control. And at the same time, how this whole riot defund the police movement will eventually make these people who are rioting become the police. Community enforcers and stuff like that. Wow. 
Uh, right here, Fire Chief apologizing for saying black people will eventually kill each other without cops. Some dangerous, dangerous juju. Even if it may, like, yeah, I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying this is pretty crazy um, that this is even out there. Some people will say this is racist. Some people might say it's facts. Uh, some people might just say, I can't believe somebody would say something like this. But the fact of the matter is, is look at, again, what we had talked about just before looking into the story. The people who were rioting, looting, burning, destroying things. Want not they don't want to they don't want to defund the cops. They want to replace the cops. And so, again, we see that fracturing of society and that partitioning of civilization. So we'll talk more about that when that comes up uh, right here. Virus alters genes, explaining the mystery behind the long haulers. This is another one that I pulled aside for you guys. Uh, very, very interesting. And we didn't get around to talking about it last week, uh, but this is a good one to leave off for the news blitz real quick. A YouTube CEO wins free expression award from YouTube, then brags about censoring people. So there you have it. It is a big club. And guess what? We ain't in it. I'll tell you why we ain't in it. Because we're over here doing what we do. Yeah, Susan was Susan Wachowski, the CEO of YouTube, gave herself a free expression award and then bragged about censorship. So that's what I mean. That double, that double speak, that 1984 uh uh just double speak, man. It doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. And so I think we're doing pretty good. Got about uh, 26 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so in. We got a couple of articles taken care of. But what I want to do, since we're switching things up, we're actually going to start getting into some of the goods. I want to say real quick, support our operation by going to, going to patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. We will be having our bi-weekly meeting this Friday uh, where we not only trade what's happening in our corners of the world, uh, where we talk about our life, where sometimes we share our faith, where sometimes we share our experiences, our supernatural experiences, however have you, whatever's going on, your news, whatever activism you're up to. It's really kind of like a potluck of a conversation, a potluck of consciousness, a potluck of people. And the more people we get there, the more ideas we're able to exchange and the bigger we're able to uh, impact each other and the world thereof. So if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. I'll see you there. Now, because we are going to be getting into the news, what I want to do is start it off with something a little bit weird. Now, I'll hope hopefully we can share play this video for you guys. Um, hopefully it picks up. But this comes from the from the sun. It says the world's eeriest place inside the Skinwalker Ranch, the UFO hotspot probed by the Pentagon, where cows are found inside and out, and the soil is radioactive. Now, this is an article that came out just yesterday, actually today. It's by John Lockett, April twenty eighth. And it basically goes over how all this crazy stuff is going on over there at Skinwalker Ranch in the San Luis Valley. Again, now this is out here in the Southwest. It's very crazy, very cool, very wild. But if anybody has done any digging into Skinwalker Ranch, you would see that there's a lot of, again, supernatural and paranormal occurrences happening there. Not just UFO abductions, right? Cow abductions and things like this. But also like dimensional slips. And crazy, crazy things like that as well. 
And so this is, again, your midweek news blitz. We're not going to get into it heavy. Uh, We're only going to read a little bit of this. But let's play this clip and then we'll continue on. Okay. Okay, so unfortunately, all that cool, edgy stuff they said did not get caught. All the all the cool, edgy things they just said did not get caught, uh, and that's a darn shame uh, because they were basically giving a sweet promo talking about uh, some of the things that are going on at Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, but let's let's read a little bit of this, and then we'll continue on. Just a, a, a very interesting phenomenon that I would highly recommend people to look into. Uh, but again, this comes from John Lockett of the sun.co.uk. They put this up today. This is a specialist team has been recruited to probe the Erie Skinwalker Ranch, where the Pentagon funded a top secret study into UFOs and alien life. The isolated spot is at the center of some of America's most baffling mysteries, including horrific cases of cattle mutilation and sightings of, quote, bulletproof shape-shifting figures. Very true. Uh, Sasquatch, again, shape-shifting creatures, what they call the skinwalkers. There's a a term for them. It escapes me right now. It eludes me. Uh, But you've got all kinds of crazy things going on there. I just think it's so crazy because of what's going on right now. Uh, this is one of the main reasons why we got into podcasting and social media and all this other stuff in the first place is because we were looking into the paranormal and supernatural. Politics took over the world. And in doing so, it kind of pigeonholed us. It really made us focus in on crap that was stupid and not really understanding the mysteries of the universe, asking the deeper questions, not only of, the, of, of, of how we've got here, but what's going on and what led us to this point. We think because we have smartphones, we know every single thing, but it's like that saying where they say so many, so many selfies and so little self-knowledge, a fair amount of the population has been programmed and brainwashed. And it's because of this, because we don't take time to disconnect, reflect, and really meditate on some of the things that we see and even ask some of these deeper questions and ponder uh, what's going on. But I'm digressing. Let me get back into this article so we continue to move on with your guys' midweek news, bleak, uh, news, news blitz. It says scientific research carried out at the, spring, at the sprawling ranch, which covers more than 500 acres of northern Utah, has also revealed unexplained levels of highly dangerous radiation in the soil. Real estate tycoon Brandon Fugel bought the ranch from paranormal enthusiast Robert Bigelow and has since given access to a research team headed by Dr. Travis Taylor, who has worked for the U.S. Department of Defense and NASA. Dr. Taylor's full-scale investigation is now the focus of a new eight-part series being screened on Blaze on Wednesday nights called The Curse of Skinwalker Ranch. The Sun Online was given exclusive clip, exclusive access to clips of the show, which reveals the probe into the ranch. 
which has attracted top stars fascinated with the paranormal, including Robin Williams and, Post, and rapper Post Malone. Mr. Fugel said, quote, as early as the, one, as the 1911 homesteaders started seeing unexplained phenomena by 1979, there were a lot of UFO sightings being documented. Quote, people who visit the ranch have had really acute medical episodes, everything from nausea to perception-altering experiences and even temporary paralysis. Quote, and then the Sherman family acquired the property in 1992 and were witnesses to some of the most disturbing events on record. And this is this is something I've actually listened and researched. I think it would it, it blows my mind. Uh, they have situations where where cows go fully missing, where they'll be sitting there on their front porch and they'll see like a light just come from behind the house and it'll just like devastate the entire crop or uh, to where again to where just entire like hordes of cattle are just gone. Like, and this is, this is a guy that has a degree, I forget like from which university, but it's, but it's in animal husbandry. He's not like some, some, some hick farmer. He's actually very well educated and, 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 and well put together, but him and his family got inside of the house on the ranch and all this crazy stuff started happening. It talks about it. Like right here, it says, quote, there were daylight cattle mutilations. We are talking surgically precise dissections. They were drained out of all their blood. As much as 25% of the herd was lost. So, yeah, definitely something worth looking into if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, but, again, this is your midweek's news blitz. Just something to check out. This is showing up on the news feed. Look into it. Inside Skinwalker Ranch. Let's move forward. Uh, we had talked about this in the news blitz. Something to think about right here. C-19 alters the human genes, explaining mysteries behind by the C-19 long haulers. So what they're saying is the virus itself alters human DNA. It makes sense because it's a man-made virus. Of course, it would alter us, which is probably why they need a man-made vaccine in order to combat it. C-19 alters the human genes, explaining mystery behind the C-19's long haulers. Haulers. It says, for some COVID-19 patients, getting over the infection is just the beginning of the, re- is the beginning of the recovery. Over the last year, C-19 long haulers have continued experiencing a variety of symptoms months after the virus clears. These include anything from skin problems to shortness of breath to losing the sense of taste or smell. Now, researchers say that they may know why this is happening. A new study finds that C-19 actually causes long-term changes in an affected patient's genes. Long-term changes. Because they have turned you into a genetically modified organism, you are now a product of these corporations. Let me see if I can try to find you guys real quick this, uh, this, this clip. Gosh, there's just so much there's there's so much stuff going on, guys. There really is. Um, let me see if I could try to find you. I probably shouldn't. I probably should just get into the, the flow of things and just kind of let the chips fall where they may. There is a clip out here um, of a lady that has been paralyzed from the neck down post receiving her C-19 shot. I'm sure we'll cover it when we get there, Uh, but let's get back into the news. Right here, workers at French Renault plant held bosses hostage for 12 hours in sale dispute. 
I think this is pretty cool. And I actually saw, I actually foresee a lot more of this type of stuff happening. Um, not people like, like hostage type situations because there's not enough money, because there's not enough jobs, because there's not enough resources. Uh, people are going to start taking, this is again, because of the collapse and orchestrated the demolition of society. Uh, but this is a very, very interesting story. Nonetheless, uh, this comes from the local, which is uh, France's a French website, uh, but it says workers at a Renault car parts factory in northwest France held seven managers against their will for some 12 hours on Tuesday in an attempt to prevent the plant from being sold. The company and the union reps said the move was the latest in a long line of so-called, quote, boss napping incidents in which executives are prevented from going home by French trade union activists as part of a strong arm negotiating tactics. So you have you literally have uh, workers holding people hostage. Now, I, I, I have to I have to draw the parallel just looking at the news and stuff that we've covered. People, recent listeners may remember when we covered that story of Black Lives Matter, uh, basically holding that, that 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 grocery store hostage for about 12 hours. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys remember it. It's definitely not going to be in this stack of, of news that we're covering. but. That wasn't their boss. They were just trying to make a, 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 a statement politically with this corporation. And so what is it now to where we have begun to see the deterioration of society to where it's OK to kidnap your boss and just come back to work later? Uh, do the boss's lives mean so little? And the sad part is, too, outside of this, these type of situations are going to pave the way for the robots to come because they don't want breaks. They don't need health care. They, they'll, they'll work for basically nothing. Um, this is just a very, very sketchy situation. And I've, I, I definitely see it unfolding um, and spreading in the worst way. Let's get on to our next one uh, right here. Your tech device wants to read your brain. <laughs> what could go wrong? This is written by Dalvin Brown over there at MSN.com. That's right. A mainstream nudie, a, a, a mainstream media news outlet decided to report on the truth. And so we've talked about this over on the show, over on Instagram specifically, where we won't even talk about it. We won't search it. We won't look it up. We won't we won't verbalize it. But something we literally think about pops up in our Instagram feed. I think a lot of people have freaked out about that, wondering how in God's name did that happen? Well, that's because the technology wants to read your brain. Has it gotten in there? I'm not sure. Ask Elon Musk. I think he's launching his Neuralink soon. Let's get into this. As a PhD student at the University of Michigan in 2015, he developed a, a brain computer interface that would allow people to control software and physical objects with their thoughts. Today, that interface is behind plans by a Boston-based startup, Neurable to begin shipping a set of brain-sensing headphones to let you know when you're poised for peak productivity. Using your thoughts to make things happen in the real world was once thought of a thing, was once a thing of science fiction. Now it's moved into reality, and Neurobowl's interface is just one of the is just one of the products companies, products companies are trying to de develop that would usher in a consumer revolution in electronics. Already, Brain tech allows players to manipulate avatars in video games by concentrating on parts of the screen. And Facebook last month revealed plans to interpret your intent to move a finger to trigger digital commands. That's right. That's right. Uh, 
it's Regina Dugan. Regina Dugan. She is head of FedBooks, I think, uh, Building 8. Yeah, I think I think I think that's what it is. Regina Dugan, she's a former head of DARPA. She is now it's either F eight. I think I think it's F eight. Yeah, it's yeah, it's F eight. It's either F eight or building eight. I forget what it is, but go look into Regina Dugan. She talks about uh Elon Musk's precursor basically to the to the Neuralink. Regina Dugan, this former head of DARPA, basically talks about thought to text translation and getting that machine inside of your head. Uh, to where they can literally have our brains type out or ha- have them type out our thoughts. The way that she had described it uh, in her debut clip is she says, right now, we're basically on a dial-up, like our brains communicate the bandwidth of dial-up whenever we try to talk, whenever we try to communicate. But what they want to do uh, with 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 DARPA, with these neural links, with these neurables, these brain-to-machine interfaces, is they want to be able to have us basically watch a movie and stream a movie with our thoughts. They want us to be able to communicate at that level uh, to where it's like almost seamlessly. This is what they mean by trying to evolve humanity. And so very, very interesting. We're talking about transhumanism, the protoborg, the beta borg, and more. Speaking of the borg and almost sci-fi level <laughs> dystopian technology, China has unveiled Terminator of drones that could make stealth jets obsolete. It's great. Isn't that great? The communists who infected us with, with C-19 think it's great to create a Terminator of drones that would make stealth jets obsolete. So we played for you guys Boston Dynamic Clips, right? Of Spot, their dog, their four-legged dog, and then their humanoid robot doing trips, uh, doing tricks and things like this. Uh, we're just at that point now to where the robots are gradually coming out, right? We are being told that you are non-essential and that these artificial life forms can perform your tasks. This is by Michael Morin. This is another one that comes from the Daily Mail. It says, an array of new high-tech military devices, including a super-sensitive portable radar that can track stealth aircrafts and even tiny drones, has been demonstrated at the World Radar Expo in Nanjing. It says, in a clear warning to the Pentagon, China has unveiled a range of previously secret military hardware designed to deter American operations in the South China Sea region. Among the exhibits on show at the three-day Ninth World Radar Expo in Nanjing is a device that's already dubbed by defense experts the Terminator of Drones. The YLC-48 radar is a portable radar tracker that its developer, the number 14 Research Institute of China State-owned, Electronics Technology Group Corporation says it's sensitive enough to spot even the most advanced stealth aircraft as well as small ground hugging drones. According to the CETC, their news tech makes state-of-the-art stealth grass such as the USA's Lockheed Martin F-22 stealth fighter virtually obsolete. I definitely misinterpreted that headline. I won't lie to you. I definitely thought it was going to be something cooler but apparently not. And that's okay. Because again, I can't help but think of how this little uh, this sausage measuring contest between America and China is all for show uh, because I'm pretty sure it was America that launched the Space Force, not China. 
Uh, and ironically enough, as we talk about the weaponization of space, this came out today. I think we might be able to go find it over there, the Drudge Report feed. It came out sometime today that uh, apparently China is coming up with its own space station. Let me see if I can find it uh, over there on Newsify. Uh, but it basically says that they are coming up with their own space station, their own plans for their own space station, meaning they no longer want to cooperate on an international level, but they want to break off and go do their own thing. Let them. Um, that just means they can't steal any more technology. So we will see how all of that goes. So I'm not able to, I'm not seeing it over here. Or at least I'm not uh, scrolling far enough. Oh, there it is. Found it. Here it is. China to launch module for space station and big step forward for program. Definitely getting distracted. But uh, let's go ahead and see if we can pull this up for you. Good people. More of this goodness. China to launch Heavenly Harmony Space Station Core module. Heavenly Harmony Space Core module. It says China plans to launch the core module for its first permanent space station this week in the latest big step forward for the country's space exploration program. The Tianhe, or the Heavenly Harmony module, is said to be hurled into space aboard a long march V F5 or 5B rocket from the Wengchang Launch Center on the southern island of Hainan. The launch could come as early as Thursday night if all goes as planned. It would be the first of 11 missions to build and supply the space station for a three-person crew. The Heavenly Harmony Space Station. There you have it. There you have it. We can hardly feed people here in our country, but China is going to space. I'm going to read you guys real quick <laughs> this uh, this little excerpt I found on a forum I like to frequent sometimes, conspiracies.win. It says the, the economy cannot sustain itself through repeated lockdown, mass mandates, and social distancing mandates. It is deliberately to evolve humanity to the next stage. And when stuff like, quote, evolution and, quote, enlightenment are mentioned by the New World Order, Expect the reverse. It is mentally debilitating to constantly lock down and force social distancing measures over a cough, nor is it helpful to the economy. And there is already proof that they are going to repeat these cycles for one to three decades. Welcome to the new world order. Welcome to the new normal. What actually happens to you is they are going to remove your humanity as much time as they could spare until you completely forsake your humanity and degrade into nothing more than a wild animal. If they degrade your image of a human into an animal, you will become easier to kill or become complicit in killing. Now, I love this type of stuff. I, I, I guess I guess I love it whenever people are honest about stuff on the internet. Social media is one thing, but there is, you know, this thing outside of social media called the Internet. And that's where you can find a lot of good stuff like this. Uh, but touching on what they were talking about, getting us to forsake our humanity and degrade into nothing more than a wild animal. 
Apparently, there was a massive brawl at an international airport. I don't know where. But the sad part is we're seeing more and more of these brawls take place. More and more of these just like flash mobs, more and more of just these disturbances, really. These 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 pockets of civil unrest that just happen, man. It just, it just keeps happening. And I think that's, again, a part of us losing the self-control, losing the dis- the discipline and becoming the beast man. Right. Not becoming the godly man, not becoming the godman or, or even Hitler's Ubermensch, but becoming the beast man where we fall prey to our fleshly desires, to our temptations, to our urges, to our flesh. I was watching, I'll say this and I'll get back into this stuff. I was watching that like 1970 show, Columbo. I, I discovered it on Tubi TV during this period in my life. And I am just having such a kick out of this, 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 this old Italian dude running around, just like defeating <laughs> all these people who think they're like hot crap. It's this like old gumshoe detective, this old, uh, this old Italian gumshoe detective running around. Um, solving crimes. And it's not like law and order or any of the stuff that you see today at CSI where everything's dramatic and over the top and dynamic angles and blah, 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 blah. You know, he's actually explaining his point of view. He's letting these people hang themselves. He's letting them do all of this stuff. And I'm just looking at myself thinking, you know, the way that people communicated even back then, it was so much different in how we communicate today. Like, the example I'd use when talking with my wife was they could at least say, let's make America great again. These days we say MAGA bitch. And there's a difference in that. Okay. Because we like to shout words. We like to yell things. We like to really convey our intensity our, and our passion by saying, let's make America great again. You could even add the B I T C H word on the end and it would still have a different impact, but shouting MAGA bitch at somebody is, is, is completely different than taking the time to enunciate every word in that sentence and say, let's make America great. Again, saying both of us, let's do this thing. But that's what I'm saying. We have slid, in, we, we have slid that far in such a short amount of time that we have become more of a wild animal where we have forsaken our humanity instead of recognizing that humanity and reaching towards divinity. And so, what this individual writes in this quick post is very accurate, which is why we should pay attention to these types of things and not fall prey to the world of today and the culture of today. Even more important. If we have time, we'll get into that. But let's get back into uh, this little quick post. It says the final payload trigger is likely a, quote, cover up case in the form of elites, quote, dying because of not. Non tuple mutant COVID-19 multiple. Well, dying because of multiple mutant COVID-45. Afterwards, due to the presumed collapse of all order and the general insanity of the public, expect them to quite literally rip and tear each other apart like wild animals. The strong kill the weak, the weak kill the weaker, and the weakest commit suicide all over a cough. By 1.5 years of nonstop blood orgy, there will be only 4 million people left and most cities will be sloshed with blood. Everyone participating in the killing is almost most likely augmented and infused with machines so they can very easily kill like tigers or hyenas. By this point, the elite will drive away with the 4 million survivors. They actually all hid in Antarctica and the elites dying to mutant C-19s is a stage shot 
to CGDI stunt back into the wilderness, keeping the forests and the urban areas pristine. The elite will then repopulate them with GMO X-Men and their clones so they can live forever as demigods on Earth ruling over the beautiful and powerful ones. Powerful ones. Yes, this is really what they are trying to do. All with the anti-pandemic measures, and it is inevitable. You can try stopping them, but at this point, it appears as if things will run its course until everything runs down and breaks itself up. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit morbid, oosh, a little bit over the top, ooh, but at the same time, right on cue. At the same time, right on cue. So while you. I'll say this and I'll get into my next article for you guys. Whenever I had, whenever I initially started covering all this stuff, you know, you immediately go into like your, your data banks, your reservoir of like Illuminati conspiratorial knowledge. You know, you start thinking, okay, where have we seen this before? What part of the agenda is going to go down? Like what is happening? Right. I did that same thing whenever COVID-19 went down. I, was, I started freaking out. I started asking myself what happened, you know, what the plan is, where have we seen this before, what model are they going to go with, what's going to happen. We're looking at an Elysium model. And for people who are unfamiliar as to what Elysium is, it's a horrible Matt Damon movie where he basically, he's, he, he's, he's in what that individual just described. He's augmented with machines, uh, suffering from cancer. Uh, but there is an elite, a breakaway civilization the uh, on Elysium that cures themselves of cancer, that stays perfectly young, perfectly healthy. They're not burdened by any of the things that I just listed there to you guys. Uh, but still the old Matt Damon, right? He's on Earth struggling to survive, augmented with machines, basically working himself to death. And so in the movie, he basically tries to reach Elysium so that he can become like all these other people, cleaned, pure. And things like this. And so that's where my mind went when C-19 happened, because that's the plan. You see them already setting up measures for uh, C-21, C-2020, whatever mutations are coming down the line. And at the same time, you see them creating that breakaway civilization. We just got done talking about China uh, creating their heavenly their heaven har- uh, heavenly harmony uh, space module, right? These are the people that launched the actual virus and they're already telling you that they're about to break off into space and so conspiracies abound conspiracies are abound uh and i would not say that they're too far off in their assessment Uh, but i could rant and ramble on that for days unfortunately we don't have that so let's get back into the news right here this comes from matt agaris of the free thought project they put this up april 17th says Republicans join Democrats to push federal gun confiscation bill by paying states to accept it. Yeah, I, I, I know for sure New Mexico is one of those. We uh, talked about it just last week. Red flag gun laws are being enacted and C-19 is being used as a cover to round up political dissidents. Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. It says Senator Marco Rubio, the Republican of Florida, has introduced S-292, the Extreme Risk Protection Order and Violence Prevention Act of 2021, and he has garnered support from the gun-grabbing Democrats and Republicans alike. On Wednesday, this latest red-flag gun confiscation bill gets a hearing in the the Senate Judiciary Committee 
which includes notorious gun grabbers like Dianne Feinstein and Dick Durbin, or Dick Durbin. Unlike red flag legislation on which the Free Thought Project has reported in the past, which involves state laws, S-292 will apply to all states and Indian tribes. Under the guise of a, quote, grant program, the bill will bribe states to enact the most comprehensive red flag law we've ever seen. The assistant attorney or the assistant attorney general shall make grants to an eligible state or Indian tribe to assist the state or Indian tribe in carrying out the provisions of a qualifying state or tribal law to provide family members. It goes on to say that the bill is described as saying to to provide family members of an individual who they fear is a danger to himself, herself or others or law enforcement with new tools to prevent gun violence. However, as the Free Thought Project has reported in the past, these, quote, tools have failed repeatedly and paved the way for rampant abuse. Naturally, the, quote, fact checkers have already taken to defending the bill, claiming it doesn't remove due process. Paying people to accept this bill. Very, very interesting. I wonder what will come of it. I wonder what will come of it. And unfortunately, we can't spend too much time on it. Because we have to keep this puppy going. Uh, but as we were just talking about gun grabbers, gun grabbers on both the left and the right taking place, this popped up today. Something that's very interesting. Another an article by Christina Lolly of the Gateway Pundit and says newly de- newly declassified report says that the FBI spied on Americans without a warrant in search for a quote white right wing domestic extremists. Despite being warned, it was unconstitutional. That's correct. Because having a search without a warrant is illegal. They can throw out, they, they should be throwing out any of the findings that they get if they do indeed uh, conduct that warrant. It's not admissible in, it's not permissible in court because unless they actually got a warrant from a judge saying they could conduct this, 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 this wiretap or search this individual's house. Again, it's not permissible in court, but that's why this is so dangerous is because they're saying that they spied on people without a warrant to search for this new thing called the right wing domestic extremism. Again, uh, expanding the, 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 the war on terror apparatus uh, that they use for ISIS and Al Qaeda, but now they're expanding it on Americans. This is a very, very dangerous precedent. And we saw this taking place as soon as Biden came in. Uh, But let's read a little bit of this and we'll continue on. It says the FBI once again spied on American citizens without court ordered FISA warrants. The FBI went around the FISA court and looked around, looked through NSA communications in search of far right domestic extremists. Despite being warned several years earlier, it was unconstitutional. It's a Fourth Amendment violation because you have this thing called privacy. Presiding FISA judge James Bosberg said he discovered, quote, apparent widespread violations of the quarrying standard. According to a heavily redacted FISA report dated November 18, 2020, and declassified on Monday, seven FBI field officers were implicated in violations. An FBI analyst ran a search for NSA data, quote, in connection with predicated criminal investigations relating to domestic terrorism, and 33 results turned up goes on to say that the FBI was warned by a federal judge in 2018 and 2019 that searching through NSA electric communications to evade warrants was also was unconstitutional, but they did it anyway. But they did it anyway. 
Ask yourself if you're surprised. What did we just talk about? Your technology listening to you? Of course, we have a runaway government that would love, love to be unconstitutional. Unconstitutional, dictatorial, and even authoritarian. And even a compute, even a confused fool like Joe Biden can be a dictator. Continuing on with the news, another one from Gateway Pundit, a video I'm going to play for you guys. I hope that it picks up on uh, I hope that it picks up on the feed. This is Joe Biden to reporters. He says, quote, I'm sorry. This is the last question I'm going to take. I'm really going to be in trouble. So again, I've got to ask the question of what upside down clown world are we in to where the supposed leader of the free world cannot answer questions? He, he, just, he just can't do it. Like, 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 like that's a bad thing. Like he knows that if he opens his mouth, he's going to insert his foot. That's going to cause problems. And people are going to have to speak up for him if he starts causing these problems. Let's see if we can play this for you guys real quick. Sorry. Sorry. So I get to a point sometimes when I listen to Joe Biden that I I, uh, I got to get this clown off the screen. But there is Joe Biden when asked about vaccines saying, I'm going to be really I'm going to be really in trouble. Yeah, he doesn't want to be honest. Very, very interesting. Uh, but the reason I played that clip is because I've got to start asking the question of who's really running the country. Right. They don't let Grandpa Joe say his own words. You see him literally pulling up like cards. Who's running the country? That's what I worry about. Who's pulling that puppet's strings? We'll answer that another day. We have to get back into the news for you guys today. Check this out. It says, since George Floyd's death, Police have killed more young black people than COVID. 
This comes from the Activist Post. They put this up April 27th. Now, before I get into this, the sad part is, is when we start talking about C-19 and the deaths that have been caused by it, uh, Trump was right. He says, if we shut this country down, we do this, there's going to be so much more death than the virus. Suicides have happened. Overdoses have happened. And now we are figuring out that police killing more young people since George Ford's death, people have killed, police have killed more people, more young black people than COVID. So what I'm trying to say is COVID is not the real threat. The real threat is how corrupt, authoritarian, dictatorial, and evil our government and our society is becoming. So I know I'll have people on the right because we played a clip for you guys just last week of how many different black people have been killed, how many unarmed black people have been killed uh, in 2019 or 2020 versus 2021 because of this. We, we, we played that last week. But what I'm trying to point out to you guys is we have a systemic, not necessarily racial issue, but a systemic evil issue. Again, there is no political solution to a spiritual problem. We are messed up. And we as a society need to start fixing things. And this is why you have people like Black Lives Matter and more who are saying to fund the police uh, because they see crazy stuff like this happening. And again, the same way that we're talking about vaccine deaths being reported how many people are actually going to report the cops killed their kid, right? Like suicide by cop is a real thing, but how many people are going to have the ability to accurately report uh, some of these tragic incidences? But let's read this and then we'll continue on. It says, as Mapping Police Violent points out, there have been only three days this year that police have not killed someone in America. Think about that for a moment. We are close to the end of April or nearly 121 or 120 days into 2021, and there have been only three days that cops have not killed a person. For seven years, America's largest 50 cities have killed black people at rates higher than white people in all but three cities. That's crazy. There's been only three days this year (laughs) where, where police didn't kill somebody. It's like, no, they're killing folks. They might not be those, they not, they might not be the politically correct death squads that are coming social justice warriors, but they are for sure out there killing people. And it's a shame. It's, it's, it's a shame, dude. It really, it really is. Uh, the top 10 cities that have killed black people over white people are Chicago, Minneapolis, Boston, Washington, DC, Atlanta, San Francisco, New York city, Raleigh, North Carolina, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Statista, Statista said that, uh, as of March 31st, 2021, police have killed 213 civilians. 213 civilians have died by the hands of our so-called peace officers. And I can tell you that they are not done anytime soon. They will not be done anytime soon. But uh, let me play for you guys real quick because we got to move on. (laughs) Got to move on. Cops out here killing black people. They're not done yet. Uh, because we have to move on. Let me show you guys this very interesting clip of a nurse exposing an empty hospital because she doesn't want to be tied to the hoax. This is uh, from the conspiracy hole over there on Telegram.
It says nurse exposes empty COVID center, claiming they don't want to be part of the fake news anymore. So, unlike American nurses who we've seen engage in TikTok dances and more, it seems like these nurses are taking their time to come up with a cute and hilarious way to say, hey, we don't have any patients here. We don't want to be a part of the hoax. We don't know what's going on. Very, very interesting. Let me, let me, let me get into this clip here for you guys real quick. We'll take a quick little break and then we'll come back and I'll, and I'll, 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 I'll get into the final articles and stuff I have here for you guys. Uh, but here is footage of the wild brawl that erupted inside of the Miami International Airport. Crazy. And so what I, this is, this, this ties back again to what I was talking about earlier in the show with you good people. And how we are descending into the beast man, not the godly men, not where we're recognizing people's individual humanity, their spirit, the good things about them and more. No, we're just quickly devolving. We are quickly degenerating. We are quickly becoming decadent and we are becoming these beast people. Again, we see this all too often. And I think that it's becoming more and more, more and more confident or more and more common. It worries me, though, because this is setting the stage for the race war. For so many, just again, just the gradual degradation of society is just happening on like a daily scale. And we see that it, we just don't seem to care at all. Um, I'll say this and I'll play the quick clip for you. I feel like this is so crazy and cinematic and almost symbolic. In the back, there's a sign that says urban decay. Urban decay in the background. Uh, as people are brawling. So let's play this, we'll do a news blitz, and then we'll take a quick break. But here is the, the wild brawl that erupted inside of the Miami International Airport. Okay. So they they say it was a wild brawl, but it was like only maybe two or three people. Oh, here come more people. People beefing at the at the airport. Nobody's social distancing. They should have said it was a peaceful protest. They would have got away with it. 
And that's just me trolling. Uh, but again, that just shows you the times that we were at. That clip itself has 57 or uh, 5.7 million views right now. 5.7 million people saw those people wild out at the airport. And I have to say this because I just find it incredibly disturbing or incredibly like upsetting. I find it crazy that we'll protest. We will protest for all this crazy stuff. We'll protest for like police killings, but we won't protest for our freedoms. It's like we just can't get that together. It's like we can we like our skin color has become an involuntary gang tattoo to where we are involuntarily a part of this association and we have to abide by these characteristics characteristics uh that they prescribe to us but we just somehow can't figure out how to unify against freedom it's like we can get upset about police killings and racial stuff like this but again some of that systemic evil that i had talked about earlier we just can't seem to point that out we just can't seem to, to recognize that but everything else oh that, well, that, that that's a part of the problem and I find that so incredibly disturbing and upsetting at the same time. Uh, but here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to play for you guys more clips. We're going to get into more news. Um, I didn't particularly set up this transmission to have guests. I think if we continue to do more transmissions like this, uh, we can invite guests on. I'll have like a little one, two, three step-by-step uh, -step thing on how we can pull guests on. We are not simulcasting on Telegram, but we are simulcasting on DLive and Trovo as well as YouTube. Uh, and so in the future, I think when we do cut to break and start the second segment up, we will come up with a way to allow our viewing audience to be a part of the show because that's always a great component, man. I get tired of hearing myself and I really do value your guys' opinion. Uh, but like I said, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, Unfortunately, we will not be joined by you, uh, but we will be playing more clips. We will be getting into more news, more of the agendas, and breaking down what's happening to us and what we can do against it. Again, this is somewhat of a, uh, a, a consolation episode. The typical Tuesday show, the Instagram Crew Day show, didn't go down. The crew cast did not go down. This is your midweek news blitz and we will be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know.
Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. This is your midweek news blitz. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And it is April 28th, 2021. You know, in between the break right there, I'm just kind of just vibing out with the music with you. And I'm thinking to myself, shucks, man, we trying to, we, we, we really kind of are just kind of cruising through the, the internet trying to find a home. I had started the actual midweek transmission with the, uh, the song Seaside Break from uh, one of X-Boy's discographies and the visual graphic that I had chose was basically like a tube going through like space, one of those kind of like space hole tubes. You guys can look at it if you go watch the, the, the video portion of the show at the start of it. You know, and I, again, just kind of got that, that thought in my head that we really are just cruising through the internet, trying to find a home. Uh, they kicked it, they kicked us off of Instagram. Fedbook is lame. We're broadcasting on YouTube, but that's not where we primarily operate. And it's just very interesting uh, to see where we've gone, where we've come from, and where we're going. You know, we lost, again, our page. We have the possibility of recovering it. Yeah. Now I talked about how we lost pages on Fedbook as well that had over 500,000 likes. We were doing routine shows over there as well. And how we just go through these periods of both growth, and I wouldn't call them contraction, but you get the point. And so here we are, still surfing the internet, trying to find a home. <laughs> I'm just grateful you guys are here with us. I'm just grateful you guys are still rocking with us. But uh, let's get back into the news blitz. I like the news blitz. Do you guys like the news blitz? Let me know in the comment if you guys like the news blitz. If you like the news blitz, if you enjoy the crew casts, if you enjoy the Instagram lives, or if you prefer you know, the standard uh, podcast episodes. Uh, what I should be doing is reviving our bi-weekly Sunday transmission, Fellowship of Freedom, where we would take calls from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every other Sunday, uh, talking to the audience the same way that we did on Instagram. Uh, let me know what you guys like show type wise in the comments or through DMs or just through emails. And I take that into consideration because we really are a listener based show. And I really do appreciate the feedback that our audience gives us. So back into the news blitz. This is pretty cool. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, CEO of $2 billion startup fired for, quote, microdosing on, L on LSD. How work. <laughs> so you have uh, bosses dropping LSD at work. They're like, dude, get out of here. Are you on acid right now, man? Bro, you cannot be at work. My, you cannot be microdosing LSD. We've got all these, all these projects, all these reports to get out. Uh, is that why you were acting weird in the Zoom meeting? <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Connecticut Senate passes bill to remove religious exemptions for child vaccinations. This comes from Natural Health News. Very disturbing. 
That says the Connecticut Senate has passed a bill that would remove the religious exemption for childhood vaccinations. The Senate vote was 22 to 14. So the controversial bill drew huge crowds to the Capitol on Tuesday. People lined the Capitol Avenue all the way down to the legislative office building holding up signs that say, quote, parents call the shots. My body, my kids, my choice and quote, coercion is not consent. They opposed the move to to remove the religious exemption clause for child vaccinations. Proponents of the bill argued that a highly contagious disease like measles could overwhelm a school with a low herd immunity rate and adversely affect those students who couldn't receive a vaccine for medical reasons. Uh, So there it is. So because other people can't get the vaccine for medical reasons, you've got to get the vaccine. That's sketchy. We'll see more of that, I'm sure, here in New Mexico. Uh, We're already seeing the mask mask mandate debate take place here. Uh, Protests are scheduled basically every weekend, it seems like now. That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Getting back into the news. Elderly man stabbed in chest while attempting to stop a purported shoplifter at an Oklahoma mall. Apparently, an, uh, authorities arrested a 19-year-old male. Good Lord. Stabbing old people in the chest. Woman who smuggled loaded gun into jail and body orifice sentenced to 10 years. I don't want to know where she stood. That gross. Quote, we had to do something. We had to do some explaining to some people. First Chauvin trial juror speaks out after guilty verdict. I think this is something we'll cover in this segment with you guys. We have uh, the first juror from the Chauvin trial speaking out, saying that she basically felt like she was held hostage. Like she couldn't speak the truth. She knew what would happen. Uh, The jury had been tampered with. They were literally held hostage. We'll talk more about that uh, when we actually cover the article. Very, very dangerous. Uh, Right here, this comes from The Blaze. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee says C-19 is no longer a public health emergency. He has called for an end to mask mandates. Good job, Tennessee. Good job. More of that. More of that. Now, listen to this. I hope more of this comes out in the future. Bizarre phenomenon. Unvaccinated getting sick being around the COVID vaxxed. Now, this is an article by Makia Freeman that they reposted over there at Natural Health News today, April 28th. And it says that the story is numerous reports are coming in with an unmistakable theme. Unvaccinated people are contracting various ill effects, some quite serious, just by being around those who were COVID vaxxed. The implication is that the COVID vaccine having mysterious effects beyond the person could the, could the COVID vaccine be having mysterious effects beyond the person directly receiving it? If so, was it designed to be like this? Was the COVID, the C-19 vaccine, designed to be like this? I would say so, my friends. Um, thankfully, we have a, a audience that participates in active listening and remembers a lot of the stuff that I kind of say quickly in passing. Uh One of our audience members pointed out how I had said that, of course, the vaccine is going to be free because the treatments won't be. And the treatments and the therapies, everything else they're doing to cover up all these side effects is what won't be free. You can get your COVID vaccine real quick, real easy. They ain't going to make you pay for it. 
because they want to experiment and test on you. This bizarre ph phenomenon that we're talking about right here is just that. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll play that clip for you of the lady who was unfortunately uh, paralyzed from the neck down due to this. And again, the reason some of these unvaccinated people are getting sick is because you are forcibly injecting yourself with a live variant of the virus, which they have not been able to isolate. And of course, it's going to shed as your body becomes this biological weapons manufacturing facility. You are going to shed the very the very variant of the of the virus they gave you, turning yourself into a producer of the virus, infecting other people who don't have the vaccine. I hope I explained that appropriately, but let me read a little bit of this uh, and then we'll continue on. It says, in a bizarre turn of events, the COVID vaxxed are apparently causing ill effects to the unvaccinated around them, as countless reports and anecdotes affirm. The more time goes by, the more horrible effects of the COVID-19 vaccine, which is not a vaccine, but a medical device and experimental gene therapy, come to light. If you thought you'd be safe just by avoiding the C-19 vaxxed, think again. These reports reveal that the unvaccinated are getting sick or suffering some kind of ill effect just by being in the vicinity of the COVID vaccinated. Women are feeling it most, especially in the reproductive realm. They are coming down with irregular and heavy menstruation, bleeding, heavy menstruation, bleeding while pregnant and suffering miscarriages. Other non-vaccinated people are getting migraines, random bruising, and sudden nosebleeds just being around those who got the COVID shot. Others report their pet died when touched by someone who got the COVID jab. Is the C-19 vaccine excreting pathogens? Is there more than viral shedding? It is transmitting disease in some way. What is going on here? Yeah, yeah definitely something to look into. If, uh, if you want a real rabbit hole to go down, it is uh, very, very interesting to see how people who have not received the vaccine are being adversely affected by those who have. And so again, we're just getting used to public experimentation. We're just told, get used to, again, uh, more of this crazy crap. Get, get used to the deaths, get used to the adverse vaccine reactions, get used to the side effects. You know what? You should go ahead and start getting used to some of these new diseases that are going to pop up. Insanity insanity and so unfortunately some of the clips that we've been playing for you guys on the show haven't been surfacing or at least they haven't been playing and that's a darn shame uh but what we're gonna do instead for you guys is nothing we can't really do anything uh instead what i'm gonna do for you guys is keep playing clips hopefully you guys go back through and go look for them yourself uh i'll try to not make this an entire movie based segment uh, but what I'm going to be playing for here for you guys is footage of a forced vaccination in Brazil. And I'll try to narrate it to my best ability. It's very, very disturbing to watch. Uh, but you see two, two adults, two young adults holding down an elderly man as they forcibly inject him with the C-19 vaccine. Uh, the, the part that I found so disturbing was the fact that the young adults gleefully, with a smile, held down this elderly gentleman. So you see two, he, he looks up at one of them. The nurse comes up, she jabs him. You see him resist and move. 
Let's see if it'll play one more time. Crazy. And so even if uh, you were unable to watch that, again, I'll describe it for people who are who are listening, I guess. Uh, again, two young adults are forcibly holding this man in his chair, holding him down, grabbing him by his 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 forearm uh, and his bicep. And they're literally holding him as the nurse injects him with the vaccine with the experimental gene therapy, obviously the elderly gentleman, conscious of the event, resists and pushes away. Here you have it, footage of a forced vaccination in Brazil. And now on that same vein, I'm gonna play for you guys another quick clip. In that same vein, that same train of thought, looking at that same situation, not necessarily in India, uh, but still looking at seat 19 and more, is this right here. Watch the dead body of a COVID victim fall out of a moving ambulance Ambulance in India. It says, shocking. In Vidisha, people are allegedly are alleging that dead bodies are not being handed over to them. An ambulance is taking away a dead body, people noticed, after the dead body fell from the ambulance as the driver panicked. Insane. So you got the car pulling away, the ambulance pulling away. Wow. Holy crap. Sure enough, the ambulance took the torner and that body bag fell out that ambulance. Holy crap. All right. Yeah, we're going to replay that. So the ambulance leaves what I'm assuming is the hospital, turns the corner, a hatch opens up, and then as the hatch opens up, the bus begins to take the corner. A body falls out. Wow. Wow. And that's sad uh, because you literally just saw an individual from Brazil uh, have a body or have a have a have an experimental therapy shot inside of his arm. The sad part is, is he could be one of these bodies that is, is falling out of this this vehicle and we would not know the wiser. Uh, because, again, we're seeing such an overreach with government, with the medical system and more that this is any, anywhere else in history. We would freak out about this. Uh, but because of the crazy and insane times we are, we, we, we are in uh, you. You again, you wouldn't hear a single word about this. Wow, that's insane. I can't believe I'm just repeatedly playing a clip of a, of a, of a not a cadaver, but of a body just falling out of an ambulance. And the crazy thing is, is we saw this in China, too. We, we, we saw the same type of stuff take place in China. Not necessarily the carelessness that it, that came with, you know, dealing with the bodies, uh, but just the overflow. Uh, I remember reporting on it, too. I think it was in Brooklyn here in New York. They were lining hospital bo- hospital floors like with bodies. And I, I think in Iraq, too, they were burning so many dead bodies because they had to put them on the edge of town somewhere that the smoke from the dead bodies 
literally showed up in space. And so it's just, it is, it is just so crazy to see all of this because, you know, some of this is, you know, some of it's from the actual deaths from COVID, some of it's from natural causes, some of it's from the experimentation caused by COVID and more. And again, they're just getting us used to all this crazy crap that's going down, just getting us used to the experimentation, getting us used to the death. Uh, they're really, really desensitizing us. And it's just wild to see. Uh, but here is more of the insanity that we're being told to get used to. Thanks to C-19. UK government hiring COVID marshals to police the streets until 2023. This is an article from Nima Harris over their news punch. They put this up April 28th. And you already know what it is. It says the UK government is hiring an, arv- an army of COVID marshals to police the streets from July until the end of 2023, despite the fact that all lockdown restrictions are supposed to end in June. So they're saying, oh, no, don't worry. The lockdown will end in June. Meanwhile, they're hiring C-19 marshals to patrol the streets until 2023. And so over here in America, you're seeing the defund the police movement take place uh, to where these community enforcers, these activist groups will replace them. In other, other portions of the world, you're seeing things like this, where COVID marshals are replacing police. We played the clip for you guys a couple of weeks back of police officers in the UK literally kicking down the door of somebody who had broke quarantine. Well, I, I, I guess somebody saw a problem with that and thought, well, let's create this new job, these COVID marshals. Let's let them take care of that. And indeed, that's what we're seeing. Let's read a little bit more of this. It says, quote, a new army of COVID marshals is being recruited for roles that could last until 2023, despite government plans to lift all remaining restrictions on June 21st, reports The Telegraph. Quote, councils around the country are advised and are advertising jobs that do not begin until July, several days after the supposed Freedom Day. Summit.News reports that one example is Hertfordshire County, County Council which is, quote, offering a contract of up to three million pounds to firms that can supply 60 marshals from July 1st until January 31st next year. Quote, the contract comes with a possible one year extension, meaning marshals would still be patrolling until 2023, states the report. The marshals will be tasked with ensuring, quote, compliance and helping the public understand, quote, regulation and guidance, despite the fact that all regulations are supposed to be terminated in eight weeks time. Quote, we know that the virus is still circulating and will be for some time. We know from last year that the number of infections can change rapidly and government are very clear that we should plan in case of a third wave arise. It would be a dereliction of duty not to prepare for a third wave, said James or Jim McManus, director of public health for Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire County Council. It would be a shame not to put COVID marshals on the streets. Don't you know there's a pandemic going on? Put your mask on. Again, not a show, just a news blitz. So we got to continue on with the news blitz. Another spicy meme I found on the forums. It says uh, the baby boomer transitioned from hippie Woodstock spiritualists to planet destroying suburban neocoms seems really perplexing until you remember their entire generation was an unwitting test group for every CIA or every PSYOP the CIA ever devised. It's very true. 
the baby boomer transition from hippie Woodstock spiritualists to planet-destroying suburban neocons. It seems kind of perplexing until you remember that every that their entire generation was an unwitting test group for every CIA psyop that was ever devised. <laughs> Just the meme. Just the meme. Right here, West Virginia governor says he'll pay $100 in savings bonds to young people who get the COVID vaccine. Oh, great. Here's more of that bribing. And so, again, uh, I just read to you guys that real quick meme, that spicy meme of how the baby boomer generation is basically like the PSYOP CIA generation. We can't really talk because we are the social media challenge generation. So while we might worry about like the hip, like the baby boomer uh hippie uh the hippie hippie wood spiritualists transitioning into the planet destroying suburbanites that we have these days i wonder what we will transition into because we are the social media generation the challenge generation this is why we were so easily programmed we were raised we were raised on television we were raised on entertainment systems we were raised on computers we were raised on our phones so heck yeah half of our thoughts are not our own heck yeah we are easily programmable so when the west Virginia governor says he'll pay $100 to people, to young people who get the COVID vaccine. How many people do you think are going to sign up for it? Who will see it as a challenge? Oh, I got my shot. That's what you're seeing already. You're seeing people uh, take the C-19 shot and put it up like it's a, a cute Instagram post because it's us. This is what happens when we have, again, a programmed and dumbed down population. This again comes from Nima Harris over there at News Punch. They put this up April, 8, uh, April 28th. It says West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has been accused of bribery after he announced that he would give $100 in saving bonds to people between the ages of 16 and 35 who choose to get vaccinated. That's very crazy uh, because that's a part of that boomerang generation, the generation that would get vaccinated and then go back home to their parents. Still, uh, allowing the parents to be affected by the by the by the shedding of the virus the vaccine very very interesting uh but getting back into the article it says west virginia says it hopes the payment will quote motivate them into getting the jab though some say the offer for 100 dollars is not enough rt reports that claiming that young people are quote not taking vaccines as fast as we'd like them to take them justice said on monday that he's been trying to quote come up with a way that's truly going to motivate them and us to get over the hump to do this, Justice, a Republican, revealed he will give every young person who receives the vaccine $100 in saving bonds, and the initiative will be retroactive, allowing those who have already been vaccinated to receive those bonds, too. Justice concluded that if the states become 70% vaccinated, quote, the masks go away, the hospitalizations go away, and the deaths become minimal. Though some Americans supported the initiative, with, his, with MSNBC host Joy Reid calling it, quote, a really good idea, others accused Justice of engaging in bribery. Oh, yeah, that's basically what it is. That's bribery in, in its basic form. Uh, but if people take it, you know, what, what can we say? What can we say if these people take the shot? What can we say if they decide to go their own way? Uh, just don't come my way. This is why this is why it's important for people to be informed whenever they make very critical life decisions, very different life altering decisions, because you're not you're not the only one that's being affected by it. You know, you're really not. 
And so this whole clip is like eight minutes long. I don't think I'll be able to do it in its entirety. I think I'll just read it real quick for you guys just so we can get it on record. Uh, but right here, you have Rose McGowan. Democrats are in a deep cult. Deep, deep cult. This actress Ro- Rose McGowan has slammed the Democratic Party as a deep cult that most members, quote, really don't know about. I would agree. This is appearing on Fox News Channel's quote, Fox News premiere time or prime time, the hashtag MeToo activist said this. I won't read it in its entirety, but I'll definitely let you guys go discover it on your own. Quote, well, as some of you and some you have, well, as some of you and some you have don't know, if you've heard my name or read anything on me in the media, I grew up in a cult. It was a very famous cult called the Children of God. It gave me a superpower. It gave me the ability to see the control and the propaganda machine, especially in the U.S., for what it is and how it harms people. She continued saying this, quote, how the left can harm people just as much as the right if they go very, very deep into it and ignore other aspects of kind of reality in a way. You are serving a master that may not be serving you. I say I come in peace. I'm not here to make people feel bad about their political choices. I am here to say that you might be in a cult, too. If you don't know the signs, I do believe Democrats most especially are in a deep cult that they really don't know about and aren't really aware of. I would have to agree, Rose. I would have to agree, Miss McGowan. I would. And that's the sad thing about cognitive dissonance. These people will not admit that they are in a cult. They will double down and say that you are in a cult, a cult of free thinking. Shucks. I'm in a cult. That has brainwashed me to think for myself. Shucks. How dare I? And in that same vein, check this out. The Joe Rogan podcast, Project Veritas, has proved that CNN is propaganda. Yeah. We'll save that for the actual transmission this week. Another one that comes from Nima Harris of News Punch. They put this up April 27th. Says podcast host Joe Rogan credited Project Veritas but proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that CNN is, is the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. Talking with stand-up comedian Dave Smith during a recent podcast, Rogan discussed the recent Veritas expose on CNN technical director Charlie Chester. Yeah, we covered that. But if you needed JRE to tell you that CNN is propaganda, you might need to have your brain looked at. You might be you might be in that cult that Rose McGowan was talking about. But getting back into the news blitz, the snapshot of our times. This comes from Axios. It's by Orion Rumler. Says a poll has showed that 73% of unvaccinated Americans say they won't take the, the Johnson & Johnson jab. Shucks. You know, what's crazy is just the other week I played for you guys a clip of military members. They came out saying they're not going to take the jab. We're not taking the jab. I'm not doing that. It says about three and four unvaccinated adult Americans are unwilling to get the Johnson and Johnson C-19 vaccine. A Washington Post ABC News poll out Monday indicates. It says why it matters. Less than half of all U.S. adults polled said that they thought the J&J shot, which presents fewer logistical challenges, than the most temperate controlled two shot Pfizer and Moderna vaccines is safe. Uh, you guys get the point. People are saying they don't want to take the shot. They're seeing all this stuff go down with the vaccine. 
the adverse vaccines that take place, all the adverse effects that happen, and they don't want that. They don't. Moving on, Ontario to deploy military medical personnel claiming the health system is struggling with the C-19 third wave. Here it comes. So in, in Canada already, we've seen the totalitarian Justin Trudeau really step his game up, dude. We've really, really see him try to push down on the people, cracking down on churches, cracking down on people going to uh, a shop. Uh, Chris Guy, who follows us on Instagram, they took his page down as well. He went out there exposing how you can go shopping without a mask. They can they can fine you, but these fines aren't legal. So we've really seen Canada step up their tyranny. It only makes sense because you literally had Justin Trudeau say that he idolized President Xi Jinping's China. He wanted to model Canada after a dictatory after a dictatorship. This next one comes from uh, Lee Berthiam. Berth- wow, Lee Berthiamo. Berthiam. Berthiam. I'm not sure. Comes from National Post. It says the federal government is deploying military medical personnel to help Ontario's beleaguered healthcare system with a deadly third wave of C19. The government said Monday, Ottawa has approved a request for assistance from Ontario to provide support to the province as it struggles with high rates of infections. In a statement, it said the Canadian Armed Forces are preparing to deploy up to three multi-purpose medical assistant teams of nurses and medical technicians to hospitals and other facilities struggling to keep up with the spike of new infections. Such teams were deployed into long-term care facilities in Ontario and Quebec last spring as the first wave of C-19 swept across the country. Reconnaissance teams are expected to hit the ground on Tuesday to start assessing the specific needs at different healthcare facilities as the federal and Ontario government iron out the final details. Quote, the Canadian Armed Forces will be there for Ontario Ontarians in their time of need alongside with our partners, Defense Minister Harit Sajan said. Quote, we are ready, willing, and able to help out Ontarians through this tough time. So great. The medical health care system is collapsing. Roll out the government. Roll out the military. Roll it out. Again, I just think it's crazy that this has become our default now, that uh, we don't know what to do. Let's just go ahead and bring out the military. And it's only a matter of time until the military are basically the ones running the FEMA camps, running the detention centers, running the quarantine facilities. Craziness, man, I'm telling you. Uh, Right here, Australian MP blasts Fedbook's interference after his official page was banned for C-19 information. I think we have another one from News Punch about this very same situation uh, but it says, after Fedbook deleted the official page of Craig Kelly for spreading misinformation about the C-19 and the vaccines, the independent MP said the, quote, book-burning U.S. social media giant was interfering with Australia's democracy. I would have to agree. That's Big Brother for you on steroids. That's what happens when we use their platforms. Right here. Another assault against free speech. 
says Canada moves to regulate video posts on YouTube and social media. It's accused of an assault on free speech. This is by Anya Karadiega. I cannot say that twice. Uh, of National Post. And, 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 and again, big tech has turned itself into the new city square, into the new public square, and we are seeing them curate content. We are seeing them uh, censor society. We are seeing them position themselves as if they are the arbiters of truth. You will only receive your information from them. You will only receive government-approved messages. Free speech is basically the vehicle that allows independent thought. And by them cracking down on independent thought on free speech, as they're essentially curating consciousness. They're essentially censoring uh, the ability for people to become conscious, right? It's mind control, it's thought control, it's information control, and more. Now, this is what I was going to get into, uh, but unfortunately, we don't have the time to do it. But it says that uh, Joseph Goebbels is living and alive in Nicaragua. <laughs> Hitler's propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels, is still alive. How do you figure they did with that one? How do you figure they did with that one? You know, what I find so interesting about all that, Hitler, the Nazis, the boys from Brazil, the breakaway civilization, all that is we is they did not lose. If you look at it, they they may have declared defeat just so they could be absorbed into multiple systems. And we see that 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 same Nazi ideology being explored worldwide. And this is why we look when we look at things like the social credit score system, when we look at uh, even even the vaccine passports. Just how society is being structured today, it, it it seems as if it is almost Nazi-esque because it's just it's it's crazy. You know, we could like, we could even talk about things like Project Paperclip and more on how the actual Nazis did get absorbed into modern day governments. It's like the Russians got the equipment and the Americans got the actual scientists. So a very very fascinating topic to talk about. Uh, but yes, Joseph Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda minister, is apparently alive and well. Hitler was alive and well, too, in Brazil. Definitely worth looking into. Um, there is a whole, and, and Russ Dizdar does like a great job kind of connecting some of these dots and not pointing it out to where it, 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 it gets him in trouble. Uh, but he talks about this whole Order of the Black Flame to where it's just like this secret occult Nazi group that has infiltrated all aspects of society and they're still, you know, conducting these mind control experiments, these breakaway civilization experiments and how there's a whole underground network of people who were still communicating uh, in this fashion. And what are the, I'll say this and start getting back into the news with you guys. One of the crazier things about Russ Dizdar and all of his work into the Black Awakening, the Order of the of, of, of the black fire and more is he looks into people who have been victimized by this cult, by this system. Um, these people who are basically what he calls split multiples, multiple personality disorders, people who have been traumatized and then mind controlled and had their, their, their identity fractured and broken into so many different uh, personalities that each one can be manipulated 
But what's so interesting is when he looks at the core personality of these people, they're German. Every one of them knows German and not just like modern day German. The crazier thing to it is it's like high old German. And so it's 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 a very, very interesting thing to look into. And so that kind of information coming out that Joseph Goebbels is still alive, that the Nazis were still operating. It's definitely something that people should look into. Uh, but getting back into more modern news, <laughs> back into the wheelhouse right here. Woman paralyzed from the neck down following the second dose of the Pfizer COVID jab. She said, quote, it's just like the worst nightmare you can ever imagine. This is written by Adon Salazar of InfoWars. They put this up April 28th. This is a Tennessee woman is attributing severe side effects that paralyzed her from the neck down to a second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Nashville resident uh, Brandy McFadden took her second Pfizer jab on April 16th. Within one day, McFadden said she went from feeling not so great to, quote, screaming in pain at the top of my lungs. Brandy said... The issue started with a weird sensation in the legs, quote, then it turned into a horrible neck pain and it just kept getting worse and worse. Her husband rushed her to the emergency room where doctors were unable to diagnose the issue. Quote, I woke up. I can't move my arms. I can't move my leg. So he's freaking out. The doctors are panicking. Brandy described, quote, as far as to answers as to why this happened, they don't know, McFadden explains. Brandy hus Brandy's husband, James, recalled, quote, I'm holding her hand and her hand is limp throughout the whole thing while she's screaming in pain and all the test results are coming back negative. The mother of three blames the jab for leaving her hospitalized and unable to walk. Quote, I thought maybe if I, if anything, I'd probably get like flu-like symptoms because I had already had COVID, but never in a million years thought I'd never be able to get up and go to the bathroom or get up and walk up, walk to the other side of the room or stand up and hug my kids. Quote, it's just like the worst nightmare you can ever imagine. She laments. And so let's play this unfortunate clip of a woman that's been paralyzed from the neck down because of these COVID shots, man. And I'm 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 truly at a loss for words as to like what to say to something like this, because it really does break my heart to think that, you know, this is just one case. Right. This is one case that we were able to actually get a hold of to hear about. God knows how many other people are in this situation and unfortunately unable to express their situation. This is a darn shame. This is a travesty. This is a, this is evil, man. Uh, but here is the unfortunate incident of a woman paralyzed after the second COVID shot. Now, News 2 at 6. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to News 2 at 6. I'm Haley Gilgis. And I'm... Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, well, it's um, wanting to be finicky. That's okay. It's probably because we wanted it to work. So let's see if we can try this one more time. Get this up here. Because this is the, uh, this, this is the cream. This is what people really want to hear about. They don't want to hear about all this other stuff. They want to hear about this.
Two at six. Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to News Two at Six. I'm Haley Vilgas. And I'm Bob Mueller. New tonight, a Nashville woman is speaking out tonight from her hospital bed, unable to walk. Less than 24 hours after receiving her second dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, she was unable to move from the neck down. As News Two's Alex Dennis shows us, she is encouraging others to advocate for their health. It's just like the worst nightmare <laughs> I can ever imagine. Brandy Parker McFadden is confined to her hospital bed at Vanderbilt. Can you walk right now? No, I can't walk. Less than 24 hours after receiving her second Pfizer COVID shot, she explains she lost her ability to move from her shoulders down. I thought maybe if anything, I'd probably get like flu-like symptoms because I'd already had COVID, but I never in a million, million years thought I would never be able to get up and go to the bathroom or get up and walk to the other side of the room or stand up and hug my kids. The usually active mother of three is speaking out, not with the intent of causing fear. I'm not saying don't get your vaccine. I'm just saying that COVID is really real. And still really new, she continues, including the vaccine, which is why she feels any possible adverse side effect should be investigated, even if it is extremely rare. There's been I don't know how many people have been vaccinated and been fine, right? But we have to tell everything. Otherwise, we will get nowhere in this thing of COVID. Brandy advocates for women's health on a daily basis. Following a diagnosis of epilepsy, she created a nonprofit called My Epilepsy Story. Now her fight has shifted from her hospital room, warning of other women with similar symptoms to hers. We do know there have been a couple of cases, a couple other women. Um, but those women did not have epilepsy. She applauds the investigation into the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which involved six women and rare blood clots. And she's hoping research will be done into these cases of paralysis. This is why I say we need government funding and NIH for all these things. Her husband James is also encouraging anyone with rare reactions to speak up. This is something that is personally affecting our family and us but this is bigger than us. In the meantime, Brandy is focused on the positive. I have gotten some movement in my toes, which is great. She will start intensive physical therapy this week. Good Alex Lord. Dennis, News 2. We reached out to Pfizer. The company spoke to us by phone. They said they are closely monitoring side effects and released a statement, which reads in part. Good Lord. To date, more than 200 million people around the world have been vaccinated with our vaccine. It is important to note that serious adverse events that are unrelated to the vaccine are unfortunately likely to occur at a similar rate as they would in the general population. Good Lord, Dan. How wild is that? How wild is it that she has to like settle for the fact that, oh, well, you know, my legs don't work. Good Lord. Great God, what is this? What what in God's name is going on? Oh my God, that's that that's heartbreaking, man. It really is. Because again, we're just casually listening to how society is just being poisoned, and we're refusing to wake up to the fact that it was the jab that called it, caused it. Like they haven't successfully isolated the virus or the variant thereof. You're basically allowing these people to experiment on you. Of course, there are bound to be side effects that we have no understanding of. This is very dangerous. We should not continue this because if we're already seeing these type of immediate adverse reactions, what in God's name do you think is going to happen in the future?
that is that is that is so disturbing and sad to see, man. It really is. Oh wow! And I will have to cover that more. Uh, Members of Senate and Council, faculty, ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure to stand here and to be bestowed with this uh, honorary doctorate. And the dead Isle of Berrien has been foiled. My latest, let's say, intellectual product was. Uh, the conceptualizing of the fourth industrial revolution and uh, some people would say this revolution is characterized by the fight of robots against human beings and we will win this fight if we really remember ourselves all the time And an and the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism, 
that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Welcome back. Yeah, sorry, we had to take an impromptu break right there. Uh, for some reason, there was like a connectivity issue. I don't know what went on. Uh, I really don't. I had to uh, hit the emergency break button, basically. Uh, for some reason, our, our, our mic got cut out. You guys couldn't hear us. I don't know what was going on, so we had to hit the break right quick. An emergency break. Sorry about that. But uh, welcome back to the impromptu third segment. Definitely didn't intend for that to take place. So we are going to have to unfortunately skirt through some of these next uh, topics, some of these next articles um, to recover for lost time. Let's go ahead and do that so we can just get back into this. Uh, but uh, right here, tens of millions of working poor Americans are suffering very deeply due to Biden's economic policies. This comes from Michael Snyder of the Economic Collapse. They put this up April 22nd or April 26th. This is with each passing day, more Americans are falling out of the middle class and into poverty. And everything that our leaders in Washington do seems to make things even worse. Yes, that's right. The Biden administration is meant to uh, and unveil their new infrastructure plan sometime uh, today. I think while we're on the air, I think we'll be covering it on the show. Uh, but getting into the article, it says the Biden administration and the corporate media insists that we are witnessing a, quote, economic recovery. But it sure doesn't feel like any sort of, quote, recovery for America's working poor. Tens of billions of working Americans are trying to survive from month to month on stagnant or declining wages at a time when Biden's economic policies have caused the cost of living to soar. Our leaders in Washington always seem to think that spending more money is a solution to almost every crisis. And in recent months, we have seen the money supply grow at an unprecedented rate. Those that have been showered with the government money are grateful but all of this new money is also going to make life much tougher for those on the very bottom of the economic food chain. Just because someone, quote, has a job doesn't mean that individual is doing OK in this economy. Greyhound bus driver Maria Robinson has never had to file for unemployment benefits during the COVID pandemic, but her wages declined substantially and she got way behind on her rent. And I feel like this is a story that is all too common not only here in America, but worldwide. Again, the economic, the socioeconomic damage 
that COVID-19 has brought. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to continue on. We talked about this before uh, the audio mishap. Chauvin Drewer feared people coming to my house if they were not happy with the verdict. She goes on to say that I did not want to go through rioting and destruction again. An article by Chris Manahan of Information Liberation. Uh, they reposted it over there, Planet Free Will, five days ago on April 23rd. It says an alternate juror on the Derek Chauvin trial told a local news site that she, quote, did not want to go through rioting and destruction again and, and was, quote, was concerned about people coming to her house if they were not happy with the verdict. The juror, Lisa Christensen, also revealed how the riots, which broke out in Brooklyn Center in the middle of the trial, were right by her house. So let's see if we can go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys. I think this is another clip that should be, again, uh, listened to. So we'll see if we can fix this, this audio issue. Hear it from her mouth, where she's literally saying, I'm in fear for my life. I don't want people to come to my house if they don't like what I have to say. And just like that, we've entered into America becoming a banana republic. So here is the alternate juror reflecting on the Chauvin verdict. Every time she locked eyes with Derek Chauvin during his trial, juror 96 felt a little uncomfortable. Just kind of weird. I thought he was a little bit smaller than the pictures that I seen. He looked taller than what he was. The picture that resonated with Lisa Christensen was Exhibit 17. Of him with his hand in his pocket. That kind of got to me like, this is my job. Kind of don't tell me what to do because he was in charge. That kind of bothered me a little bit. As the trial progressed, Christensen was open-minded to the defense. Mr. Nelson did a really good job. He was believable. He did bring out a lot of good points. But she says prosecutors did a really good job presenting their case. And the evidence was on their side. What was the key evidence in your opinion? All the perspectives from the different videos. I think it would be harder to understand exactly what happened, but the videos is what really nailed it. Particularly the video shot by Darnella Frazier and the teen's testimony along with it. Christensen was so close to the witness stand she could feel it. It broke my heart when she said that she apologized to Mr. Floyd and she wished she could have did more to save her life. That's a lot for a 17-year-old to go through. Do you think the use of force was reasonable? I don't know. No. Do you think that Derek Chauvin caused George Floyd's death? I feel like the kneeling on the neck for so long did. Christensen was convinced by the prosecution's top medical expert, Dr. Martin Tobin. He actually had us demonstrate. <laughs> We're touching our necks, the front of our necks, the back of our necks, as he was saying, and we could feel what he was trying to make us feel. So that was interesting. And then I guess what really did it was when he said right here at this point is where he had that seizure and this is where he died. She knew the case was huge, but Christensen had no idea she would be so close during the trial to another death caused by police near her home in Brooklyn Center. So when I came home, I could hear the helicopters flying over my house. Um, if I stepped outside, I could see the smoke from those smoke gr grenades going on. I had a hard time getting to my house because all the protesters were blocking the intersections and stuff. So I had to go way around just to get home. So I was aware, but it, it did not affect me at all. Christensen took the job seriously, taking notes every day. She did not know until the end that she would not be able to help with the verdict. When he turned and said, number 96, you're an alternate. My heart, heart broke a little bit. Would you have voted guilty or not guilty? I would have said guilty. 
Lou Raguz, CARE 11 News. Well, Christensen shared those notes with us, and you can see them along with her entire interview with Lou today on our homepage at care11.com. Thanks for that. I wish it didn't have to happen. Yeah, you know, what's crazy is America is being held hostage right now. We're being told, just take it. Just take it, you big old baby. Just take it. Speaking of being held hostage, check this out. We have to continue moving forward. Uh, again, all of, uh, this is why I had to do the news blitz. There's so much stuff coming out right now, but it's like you I just just turn the camera on, hit record, and just see what you get. Because look at this right here. Look at this. Look at this authoritarianism. Chicoms hit citizens with a 10-point social credit score penalty for not wearing masks in public. An article by Paul Joseph Watson, they put this up April 27th over there at Summit.News. And we knew it was going to happen. We knew that they were going to use C-19 as the cover, again, to roll out the social credit score system, to roll out a way of punishing political dissidents. Think about that. Ten points down it's like what is this are we harry potter now 10 points for gryffindor take away 10 points from uh, uh, uh from ravenclaw for not wearing their masks but isn't that what they said that they intended to do with the social credit score system is to create the perfect citizen and so you have your external factor covid and then you got your internal factor the social credit score system uh, again just socially engineering the individual to be the perfect slave. Let's read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. This is the Chinese, it says the communist Chinese government is punishing citizens in some areas of the country who commit COVID related transgressions, such as not wearing a mask in public by deducting 10 points from their social credit score. And in some cases, putting them on no fly blacklists. A lengthy article in the London Times explains how the CCP exploited the COVID pandemic to massively expand monitoring of its own citizens and introduce new methods by which they could be punished for committing COVID-related infractions that didn't raise to the level of criminal acts. Some of the newly introduced transgressions, which lead to social credit score point deductions and travel bans, include failing to wear a mask in public, 10-point deductions, and failure to self-isolate, a 50-point deduction. Quote, those who made the blacklist were punished by a variety of measures, including prohibition uh, from buying flights, high-speed rail travel, and luxury hotel bookings, report the Times. Quote, citizens with the lowest scores can be barred from government employment, and businesses can be excluded from subsidies or participation in government procurement programs, the report adds. People are in some areas of the country, quote, caught hiding virus symptoms, concealing the details of their recent travel, avoiding medical treatment, and having contact with suspected patients had their misdemeanors added to their personal credit score file coming coming to a state near you we have to push back against the mask mandates now we have to push back against the vaccine mandates now because this will come to you mark my words this is knocking at the door like wolves at our door this is it and it's dangerous Already covered this uh, before the audio mishap. Facebook bans 
Australian member of parliament for anti-lockdown posts. That's right. Uh, member of parliament, Greg Kelly, questioning the COVID lockdowns has been banned by uh, FedBook. And again, this is showing the technocracy, the scientific dictatorship, and how governments, countries have become lands occupied by these tyrannical and technocratic tyrants. Parasites. This is another very interesting one. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So much news comes out in a single day. So much of their agenda just unfolds that it is just mind boggling uh, trying to keep up with it. But right here, Canadian city offers COVID shots to, quote, black and other radical racialized populations. So, and, I, and I, I guess, again, because Bill Gates has been kicked out of India, he's been kicked out of Africa, he's been kicked out of all kinds of other countries. I just begin to wonder, why is he rolling out this vaccine here in America? Why are they all about trying to make sure that vaccine distribution is is, 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 is racially equitable and racially equal, right? Why are they trying to give all these black folks the vaccines? Why are they having people like Run DMC come up with a, a, a catchy songs where they're saying, I got the vaccine, you got the vaccine. It's all about community immunity. Let me get into this and then we'll continue on. This is the city of Hamilton in Canada posted a tweet offering the C-19 vaccine to black and other racialized populations over the age of 18, prompting questions about whether this was discriminatory. Quote, C-19 vaccine appointments are now available for black and other racialized populations slash people of color ages 18 plus who live in the postal codes L9C, L8W, L88, or L8L, L8N, and L9K at the vaccine, at the C-19 vaccine clinic at First Toronto Center Friday to Sunday this coming week. This was followed up by another tweet that said appointments are now full, further advising, quote, Black and other racialized populations slash people of color who live in the who live in the postal codes to call the COVID-19 hotline at 905-974-9848, option seven for appointments and at other locations for the clinic on the availability of the vaccine. It says under the Canadian Human Rights Act, quote, prohibited grounds of discrimination are, are race, national or ethnic origin, color, religion, age, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, marital status, family status, genetic characteristics, and disability. By apparently excluding white people from being offered the shot, the city's policies are, are appear to be in violation of this act. However, others suggested that the Canadian Constitution, it is in fact permitted to discriminate on favor of non-whites in the name of affirmative action. Ah, so there it is. There's the kicker. So because of affirmative action, We've got to get all these black folks the shots. Affirmative action teaches us that if we just give all these black folks the shots, COVID will go away. Understand how dangerous and racist that is right there, bro. And it's like, hey, we'll scare. We'll, I, I, I don't even have time to play over all this like mental gymnastics, man. That's the insanity of this of this article right there in and of itself. They want to make the the C-19 shot, like it's some sought after thing. Like, Hey, look at all these black people getting it. Don't you want yours? You have to wait up in line. But like I said, at the start of the transmission and throughout it, that's the whole hook and the catch with the, with, uh, 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 with the, with the, the jab is that the jab itself will be free, but the treatments for uh, paralysis, Bell's palsy, 
heart attacks, seizures, decreased lung functionality, that's not going to be free. So heck yeah, you can go get your free vaccine. But when you actually need treatment, no, nah, that'll cost you. That will cost you. Uh, moving on and moving forward. Oh, we only have a couple more here for you guys. Uh, Biden set to unveil $1.8 trillion expansion of American social safety, social safety net. Says President Biden will head to Capitol Hill Wednesday night for the first time since Inauguration Day to unveil the second part of his, quote, Build Back Better plan with a $1.8 trillion proposal to expand the American, quote, safety net will be financed by hefty tax increases on individuals and businesses, including a nearly 40% tax on short-term capital gains that spooked the market when it was first reported last week. The scale of the plan, which has been named the, quote, American Families Plan and is intended to complement Biden's American Jobs Plan unveiled four weeks ago, has increased in scope since the first details of a preliminary, preliminary version were leaked to the press earlier this month. With spending spanning a decade, the plan's main feature includes $225 billion for child care spending, another $225 to create a national family and medical leave program, $200 billion in funding for universal access to pre-K schooling for young children, and $109 billion for two years of community college, as well as additional subsidies for Americans to purchase health insurance. On the tax credit side, the plan extends a tax credit for up to $3,600 per child up to 2025. Biden is is scheduled to speak at 2100 hours Eastern time, according to his public calendar. Now, I'm sure we'll cover more of that in the future. The social safety net. Now that is interesting. Let me, you know what, let me, let me just kind of breeze past some of the things that are mentioned here for you guys. Um, Income taxes, capital gains, carried interests, real estate, IRS audits, uh, child tax credits, child care, paid leave, health tax credit, low income tax credits, preschool, college tuition, nutrition assistance, unemployment systems, uh, and other things notably omitted, omitted. Maybe we'll cover that in the future show. But another one from Drudge Report feed, something to think about. This is still in the same vein of the socioeconomic, sociocultural reformation, the Great Reset. Uh, James Bond goes green. MI6 chief suggests spying on nations to ensure compliance with the climate pledges. Now, before I get into this, just last week, I freaked out about the Paris Climate Agreement, Biden's climate infrastructure, the Civilian Climate Corps, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, uh, and all of this, right? The Paris Climate Accord, getting all the nations on the same page so they can engage in what they call sustainable development. Having this, quote, green, green spying thing come in is more of the global governance and the compliance of it. Very, very interesting. Uh, this is the global governance in another name. Let me read this and then we'll move on. This is with the CIA branding itself as a woke Western intelligence agency. It was only a matter of time before the UK's MI6 tried to one-up their U.S. counterpart, potentially spying on the world's biggest polluters. And something that sounds like it should belong on The Onion or Babylon Bee, the head of the UK's secret intelligence service, commonly known as MI6, suggested that they should engage in so-called, quote, green spying on nations, which make climate change pledges in order to make sure they're keeping them. 
in comments to Times Radio, MI6 head Richard Moore, known as C, claimed that man-made climate change is, quote, foremost international foreign policy item for this country and for the planet, adding that, quote, a light Great. So I'm not, I'm, I'm really not quite sure, uh, 